Good afternoon and welcome to another lesson in Bill's Facebook study. We're looking at the Daily Bible, which is a daily Bible reading tool, the Bible in chronological order, and it is edited by F. Lagarde Smith, and I hope that you have been able to get a copy of that if you want one, and, uh, and that you're able to use that. Uh, it is uh, the best Bible reading, daily Bible reading tool I've ever found. And uh, I, as we go through these Facebook studies on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, uh, I'm going to be going through this week's reading. And that's where we are today in Genesis 27 through 30. Um, we do this on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons live at 3 p.m. here on my Facebook page. But then we also, uh, I leave it on my page so you can scroll down and see the previous lessons or this one if you miss it live. And then we also uh, put it on our website at westerwin.com under our social media and other resources, our live streaming page. You'll see it posted there uh, shortly afterward and also on our West Irwin Church of Christ Facebook pages. Uh, we'll share it with them as well and put them on, uh, on those pages. So uh, I really hope that uh, you're enjoying this and this past Tuesday, we looked at, remember the story of Abraham and Sarah, Abraham, the father of the faithful, the father of the Jews, uh, and Abraham and Sarah, their son of promise was named Isaac. Uh, Isaac uh, married uh, a woman by the name of Rebecca, and we uh, learned a little bit about that story on Tuesday, and so if you have a chance, if you missed that, I encourage you to go back. You've only missed a couple of weeks. And so if you haven't started daily Bible reading with us, then you know that as of today, we've gone through about 30 chapters in Genesis. And so that you're not that far behind. You can pick up pretty easily and then uh, continue reading starting in Genesis 31 uh, tomorrow. About three or four chapters a day will get you all the way through the Bible in a year, some chapters longer than others. So that's why it's a, I can't just tell you exactly three chapters a day. Uh, but uh, that'll get you close, and we're going through Genesis. We'll continue through Genesis next week, and we'll look at the great story of Joseph, uh, one of Jacob's sons that we'll read about uh, today and um, mention today. And um, in, uh, on January 22nd, we start in Exodus and the story of Moses and the deliverance from Egyptian bondage. So I hope that you'll be able to uh, be with us today. My shirt's all messed up, but you know, you would think that I would, I would care about <clears throat> such things, but uh, I'm going to get into our lesson because that's much more exciting than Bill's shirt. And, uh, and I begin by giving you one of my favorite quotes, and it was from a wonderful friend of ours. I'm sure she probably knows who she is, but she was one of our great dear friends in Arlington, Texas, member of our church there. Um, we raised our kids together. They're just such wonderful, wonderful friends. Anyway, she told me one time, Bill, we put the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> and I love that quote because there's not a single family that is not dysfunctional in some way, shape, or form or another. And, and I think she had the right attitude about that. And one of the great lessons and messages from the book of Genesis is that even in the most difficult of situations, we see God's wonderful love and provision for our current needs and even for the needs that will occur far into the future. And he provides through us for others as well. Uh, and we also need to realize and remember that if God can use the characters in the book of Genesis to accomplish his purposes, he can use you and me and just about anybody. 
these people were their lives were kind of messy and and life is messy and it's encouraging to me that when we read about the story of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebecca, we remember that there were times where they didn't do so well and their faith wavered, even telling lies in order to protect themselves. Uh, and, uh, and so Lagarde Smith says this, the people whose lives are recorded in the Bible exhibit both the best and worst of human nature, typifying the moral struggles which encompass the human predicament and pointing up the need for a God who can lift humanity above its own circumstances. And I think that's one of the lessons that we get from the book of Genesis. And we'll see it again in the book of Judges. And we'll think, wow, if God can use guys like that, he can use just about anybody. And it's the truth. He can and he does. In the book of Genesis, we're talking about Abraham and Sarah. We're talking about Isaac and Rebekah. And we're talking about Isaac's sons, his twins, uh, Esau, the oldest, and Jacob. And as we know, as we read last week, or on Tuesday, and as we've read this past week, uh, Esau and Jacob were at odds with each other. And even when they were still in the womb, uh, Rebekah received a message from the, from the Lord saying that the older would serve the younger. And so the younger of those twins would end up being the more powerful son, ultimately the son of promise. And so Esau was born and he was a very hairy child and reddish skin color. And then Jacob was born and Esau was a hunter. He loved to go out and hunt and, and uh, capture wild game and kill it and, and uh, cook it. And, and he enjoyed doing that for his father uh, as well. And we remember the story that one time Esau was out hunting and he came in and Jacob had some stew and Esau uh, wanted some of that stew. And Jacob, being the deceitful man that he was, he said, well, if you'll sell me your birthright, your place as the, the, the oldest son, I'll give you this stew. And Esau did that. And so uh, he turned his back on his birthright. And then later on, uh, we read how uh, Jacob, along with his mother, Rebecca, when uh, his father, Isaac, was on his deathbed, deceived his own father. Uh, Esau was called into his father's room, and uh, Isaac told him, go out and, and kill some wild game, cook it up for me, bring it in here so I can give you my blessing before I die. And so Esau went out and did that, and Rebecca devised a plan where she would be able to cook something as if it were killed in the, in the field. And she would get goat skins and things and put them on her son Jacob so that he would uh, uh, smell and feel like uh, his brother Esau. And so Jacob pretended to be Esau and he went into his father Isaac and Isaac said, how is it that you're already back? And Jacob said, well, the Lord blessed uh, my efforts. And so Isaac, whose eyes were bad, uh, asked him to come forward to him. And he get, went close and he said, well, the voice is the voice of my son Jacob, but the smell and the feel is of my son Esau. And so in that way, Isaac gave uh, Jacob his blessing for the oldest child. And he was very, very blessed. And then when Esau came in and he realized what had happened, um, he cried and cried and begged his father to give him a blessing. And he finally did. It was sort of a blessing. 
basically saying you will serve others and uh, you'll be a wanderer and, and, and you just won't find yourself. But when you're older, uh, even though you have served your brother, when you're older, you will, you will throw his yoke uh, from off of you. Um, and so Esau decided then, he was so angry, he said, when my father dies and the days of mourning are over, I will kill my brother Jacob. And so because of that, Rebecca gets Jacob and she says, I want you to leave. I want you to leave and go to my homeland and go to my brother and stay there and, uh, and find a wife for yourself and be protected. Uh, and so uh, Rebecca tells Isaac, I, my life is horrible because of these, uh, the, the Canaanite women around here. I, I, it would just kill me if, if our son Jacob marries one of them like Esau did. And, um, and so Isaac agrees and Jacob uh, leaves. And as he's leaving on his way in chapter 28 of Genesis, uh, he has that interesting vision. He, he lays his head on a rock and he falls asleep and he sees this incredible vision of a staircase of some sort going up to heaven and he sees the presence of God and his angels going up and down. And, um, and when he wakes up, he says, surely this must be the house of God. Um, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. You remember that song. And that's where it comes from. And so he names that place Bethel, Bethel, which means house of God, Bethel. Well, when Jacob goes and he finally finds uh, his uh, uncle's place and some of his relatives there, uh, he asks around and sure enough, uh, he uh, is told that that's where that's who they are, and he sees Rachel, who is the younger daughter of Laban, his uncle, uh, Rebecca's brother. And when he sees Rachel, he is smitten. It is love at first sight, much like with Isaac and Rebecca, his parents. And in Genesis twenty-nine verses nine through fourteen, uh, Jacob is taken from the moment he sees her. Um, and uh, and so he goes to Laban and he stays there for a while. And Laban finally says, hey, you're my own blood. You're my my sister's son. Uh, it's not right for you to work for me and not get paid. What do you want? And he says, I want to marry your daughter, Rachel. And, um, and uh, Jacob, the deceiver, is deceived by his uncle Laban. Laban says, well, I'll tell you what, if you agree to work seven years for her, I will give you Rachel uh, as your wife. And, and Jacob agrees, and he works those seven years, but the scripture says it was like a day uh, to him. It went by so quickly because of the love that he had in his heart for Rachel. And, uh, and so they have the feast, they, they're having the big party, and then Jacob is so drunk that he doesn't realize that when uh, Leah is given, or when Jake, uh, Rachel is given to him as his wife, it's not Rachel at all, it's Leah, the older sister. And when he complains to his uncle Laban, Laban says, hey, look, it's not our custom to give the younger daughter before the older daughter. But he says, I'll tell you what, tell you what I'm going to do. If you'll work another seven years for me, uh, you can go through this honeymoon stage with Leah and then you can marry Rachel. And Jacob says, okay, that's what we'll do. And he agrees and then he marries Rachel. Well, you know how that's going to go. Leah and Rachel are a bit at odds with each other. Rachel is this beautiful woman. Leah, apparently not quite as pleasing to the eye, at least in Jacob's eyes. And, and so Leah is the one that's kind of cast aside, and God sees that. 
And the scripture says that God opens up Leah's womb and she begins to conceive and have children and Rachel does not. Uh, Leah has uh, sons and there the oldest one is Reuben and then Simeon and then Levi from whom the Levitical tribes would come and ultimately the priestly tribe of Aaron. Aaron and Moses and Miriam are all descendants of Levi. Aaron is chosen to be the priest and his sons after him. And then John the Baptist uh, is, uh, is born in the time of the New Testament, and his parents are both descendants of Levi. His father is on his priestly duty, in fact, when he receives that visit to tell him about the coming of uh, his son, uh, John, and how he will be uh, given to them, even though um, they are elderly, John the Baptist's parents are. And then after Levi, Leah bears um, a son, and they name him Judah. And Judah will be the ancestor of King David. That will be the royal tribe and the royal uh, people. And then ultimately, the descendant of King David would be the savior of the world, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, fulfilling the promise made initially to Abraham, renewed with Isaac, and now given through Jacob and ultimately through Judah. Rachel sees all of this going on and she says, well, I I can't bear this. I, taking a lesson from Abraham and Sarah and Hagar, remember when Sarah gave Abraham her servant Hagar and she had Abraham's first son Ishmael and that didn't work out. Still, they didn't learn. And so Rachel gives her servant Billah to uh, her husband to be his wife as well. And she bears sons, Dan and Naphtali. And because Leah had not, this is crazy. I told you it's dysfunctional. Uh, because Leah has stopped bearing children, she gives her servant to uh, Jacob as well as his wife. And so uh, Jacob has two sons from Zilpah, uh, Leah's servant, Gad and Asher. Um, and then Leah, her, uh, she begins to conceive again. And she has two more sons, Issachar and Zebulun, and finally a daughter by the name of Dinah. And then ultimately Rachel conceives and Joseph is born. And as you would expect, Joseph, the only son of Jacob's beloved favorite wife, Rachel, is the favorite. And that's the story that we're going to read about next week. And it's an exciting one. Ultimately, Rachel will bear one more son, Benjamin, and she will die in childbirth. Uh, but Benjamin will survive. And so those will become the 12 tribes of Israel. Ultimately, as we'll read, Jacob's name will be changed to Israel. And that name will be the name of the people. Because the, uh, the people, the descendants of Abraham, really begin to take off uh, with Jacob. And his 12 sons that become the 12 tribes of Israel and uh, his daughter, uh, Dinah. Ultimately, Leah is buried with Jacob at the cave of Machpelah that will ultimately have Abraham and Sarah, Rebekah and Isaac, and Jacob and Leah. Why not Rachel? Because when she has Benjamin, uh, she is away and she dies in childbirth. Well, that's going to get us to Genesis chapter 31, and that's where we'll start on Tuesday. And I, I know that you'll be reading starting tomorrow. Uh, in Genesis chapter 31 and keep up every day because this coming uh, reading this coming week until the end of Genesis that we'll uh, get to later on this month 
um, it's exciting reading because it's the story of Joseph and it's the story of his betrayal by his brothers and his being a, a slave in Egypt and a prisoner ultimately under false charges and then ultimately God delivering him and using him to save the people of Egypt, but also and especially to save the family of Jacob and so doing saving the family of Abraham. Uh, exciting stuff. I hope that you'll join me again on Thursday. I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. May God be with us all.